Let's turn our Bibles for a brief meditation this morning to First uh, Peter and chapter number five, and let's read verses five to seven. First Peter chapter five and verses five to seven. Young men, in the same way, be submissive to those who are older. All of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you the focus word here in this passage we read where peter is giving an instruction to young men and that doesn't mean that it doesn't hold good for others but he also goes on to say all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another he's writing to different sections of people to the churches that he is writing to and um, he writes to the elders first and uh, then comes down to the young men to each groups of people he gives them a certain certain instructions there's a certain order by which uh, the lord wants us to function you will find the similar order which paul also writes while he writes to the churches there is a godly order there is a created order by which god wants us to function as individuals and he also wants us to function as a family and he also wants us to function as a larger family of god there's a certain order that he has given and the order here the, the godly order with which we ought to be functioning is a order of humility that's what we're going to be uh, looking at this morning young men in the same way be submissive to those who are older all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another for god opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble and humble yourselves therefore under god's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time and cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you now speaking of humility is addressing different aspects one in the relationship with the older there's an order between the older and younger also it's not just between uh, uh, within the family of husband and wife and children and parents but also there is an order between the older and the younger how we ought to be functioning uh, with each other relating with each other we ought to be uh, uh, submissive to those who are older submitting um, to submit does not mean that uh, you have no other choice at all that you don't have free thinking at all that you don't have your own um, understanding of things and for each one we are all in a journey of growth you know while we were younger uh, you know we thought like a child we had the uh, certain level of maturity and certain way of processing things as a child while well, we grew up and in our growing up years in our teenage or in our adolescence there was a certain way we were able to understand life a certain way we were able to think and process things and then when we grew up even further probably further up in our 20s probably um, as we finished college as we got into a workplace you know the maturity level increased and the way we could understand and do things Uh, was different and we were probably uh, more little more mature and then 
you move on into the next phase of life into married life and into family life and to a family of your own and then it begins to ev- change even more because you are learning more with more complex issues of life that you have to handle uh, you know and marriage brings a lot of complex issues isn't it somebody said amen i thought you know and you begin to understand and process life and think and reflect upon life even more and then while you hit your 40s or beyond then you're wondering what am i doing in this life what am i achieving where am i going what is my destiny you know i have some more years my younger years are over now i'm moving even further and the journey gets uh, uh, even more narrow you begin to begin to focus on what's most important for you you begin to mature and think and begin to um, do only things that are of significance and of value uh, you want to use your time and your life uh, you know in a very very careful way in a worthwhile way and then you move even further into old age or in the um oh, you know probably beyond your 60s and into 70s and then you were looking at how can you uh, leave behind a good legacy what uh, you know how you can invest in the lives of people how you can teach others how you can train others how you can equip others how you can uh, build up your family and shape the lives of your children the grandchildren and the generations to come you're looking at generations while you were probably 20 and 30 you're not looking thinking generations but while you're 50 and 60 you're thinking generations right and so we think and the way we are looking at life and processing life begins to change as we mature as we grow as we shift gears in our lives now as we mature as we move uh, and grow up in our lives both spiritually and age wise and in the areas of gifting talents you know it's not any more like you're just grappling with life and you're trying to learn and figure out what you're good at while you're 50 or you're 40 uh, you already sharpened your skills you already sharpened your life and you know what you can do and you know what you're good at you know what you can achieve and you've already accomplished and you've already proven yourself um at to a certain level and you're moving and you and you've received much you've learned much with experience you've learned much with uh, watching life and you've learned much through mistakes of your own life and the mistakes of others and you've grown and things have the rough edges of your life have been sharpened uh, uh, you know and you've been molded and you've been formed in a certain way god has been molding you and working on your life over a long period of time and with all of this there's a certain way god wants us to function and that's the older younger order and let's look at it and even a little more and this is what humility is very often when we think of humility we think of humility as just being uh, quiet or just shutting up and just sitting down and that's how in some cultures humility is understood it is understood as if uh, you have nothing no role to play at all you just shut down you just take orders that is humility you just don't take any initiative you don't do anything you don't uh, uh, come up with ideas you don't come up with opinions oh you have to shut yourself down you just keep quiet and sit down in a place and do what others say that is humility oh that's a wrong concept of humility inaction dysfunction and uh, uh, slavish behavior is not humility right 
you know behaving like a slave is not humility but there's a humility that the scripture is talking about while we submit to the older but there is something that happens between the older and the younger and let's go on to titus in chapter 2 and if you read through you'll find what uh, how we ought to be functioning in humility it's beautiful to learn about this and uh, this will really uh, help us to live the right kind of life to carry the right kind of attitude and behave the right way and not in a way where it is false and with false understanding with false beliefs we will result it will result in false behavior false attitude and we will also expect the wrong behavioral uh, patterns from others and then we will get offended because the way we expect did not get displayed from others others are not behaving the way we understood and processed humility and then we can get offended and say oh they are behaving in a very proud way look at the way he is standing you know look at the way she's crossed her legs oh yes in some cultures if you cross a leg and sit in front of someone who's older it can be uh, disrespectful but it is not just in you know how you sit or is not just in how you stand it's not just in the words you used to speak but in the attitude that really matters and that is what is very important it's the attitude of submissiveness and not slavishness amen hallelujah and let's look at what submissiveness the scripture is talking about in titus in chapter number 2 and let's read from verses 1 all the way down to verse 10 you must teach what is in accord with sound doctrine oh that's wonderful what accompanies sound doctrine yes it's important that we know doctrines really well the doctrine of salvation the doctrine of baptism the doctrine of the holy spirit the doctrine of the judgment and the second coming of jesus the doctrine all of the key doctrines teachings primary elementary teachings it's important that we know them well and we are able to teach others also that's important but these are things that accompany sound doctrine what goes along with sound doctrine it's not just enough uh, good enough if we just know a lot of teachings it's not just good enough if we just know a lot of doctrine but it's also important that we back it up with a lifestyle that accompanies sound doctrine amen So here it's talking about you must teach what is in accord with sound doctrine teach the older men to be temperate worthy of respect self-controlled and sound in faith in love and in endurance older men have an order that's the way they ought to live their lives basically it's talking about living out an exemplary life and verse 3 likewise teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live that they live a very honorable life not to be slanderers or addicted to too much wine it's interesting that wine is not mentioned for the men but for the women and that's why you need to learn as you read scripture that you are not just reading and picking scriptures just blindly but also understand the context and obviously it implies that probably the women were also involved in drinking wine in those days and Apostle Paul writing Titus and he's writing to these churches that Titus is leading and he's in, uh, raising up leaders for these churches and he's telling Titus teach the older men 
this is how they must live the women this is how they must live you know not to be addicted to too much wine but to teach what is good also there's a there's a task of teaching and doesn't just mean uh, that the women are you know to be only teaching sunday school and vbs um but teaching in their homes you know teaching who whom should they teach verse number 4 they can train the younger women to love their husbands not separate from their husbands sometimes the women who get involved with other women's life separate the husband from the you know wife but to to train the younger women to love their husbands and children to be self controlled and pure to be busy at home not to be busy bodies but busy at home to be kind and to be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign the word of god so that no one will malign so the older ought to be teaching and training the younger amen hallelujah you know that's why when i talked about how over the years we accumulate a lot of understanding about life we learn through a lot of our life's experiences and we have wealth of knowledge and experience both with walking with the lord uh, in our relationship with god in our spiritual experiences in our areas of giftings and grace that god has given to us and also in the journey of life we have wealth of experience you know how to talk to a husband you know how to behave you know in a, in a in a place and the older ought to be teaching the younger that the, the younger women are not always you know uh, you know ordering food on swiggy uh, but they would also be quick, uh, cooking at home the older women ought to be teaching the younger women amen hallelujah you know similarly encourage the young men to be self controlled in everything set them as an example Uh, set them an example by doing what is good in your teaching show integrity titus you know you be an example to the young men in your teaching show integrity seriousness and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because you have nothing bad to say about us and so while the way each groups of people behave and while they function in a godly order it really has its impact and effect on the watching world and what is the world watching you see in verse number 5 it says the latter part so that no one will malign the word of god in verse number 7 the latter 8 the latter part it says so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us it has an impact you know in the lives of those around us verse 9 teach slaves to be subject to their masters in everything to try to please them not to talk back to them and not to steal from them but to show them that they can be fully trusted so that in every way they will make the teaching about god our savior attractive all right so you see verse 10 also so that in every way they will make the teaching about god our savior attractive while each group of people function the way god wanted them to function while the slaves are submissive to the masters and subjecting themselves to the masters and obedient in doing what the master expects what will happen is that they will teach make the teaching about god as savior attractive you have good work ethics you're going to make the teaching about god as savior attractive you diligent in your work you're hard working you sweat it out you put your best foot forward you're faithful with whatever has been entrusted to you you're making god the teaching about god your savior attractive 
Amen. Just knowing good doctrines and being able to articulate good doctrines and being able to speak well and articulate things well does not make an impact. Just that will not make an impact. What makes an impact is the way God was, wants us to function. When we function accordingly, it makes an impact before the watching world. Hallelujah. And so it's important that we, the younger, will be submissive to the older. And also, it does not just mean the younger submitting to the older, but there's also responsibility of the older not to trash the younger. <laughs> not to say, oh, these fellows are all good and not good enough. All these immature people, you know, you can't trust them anything. They will not do anything right. Sometimes we, as older people, those of you who are older, I don't want to include myself, those of you who are older, can be can be dismissing the younger and abusing the younger and can be crushing the younger can be ignoring the needs of the younger ones can miss out on teaching and training the younger ones amen it's important maybe it's your own children they might be 30 they might be even 40 or they might be four but teach them train them hallelujah the Bible says, train a child the way he should go and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Amen. He who spares the rod hates the son, spoils the son. And so, that is also the area of disciplining but also not the extreme kind of disciplining. That's why there's an order given here where the older ought to be training. They first of all need to live an exemplary life. The older... Women to be reverent and should be reverent in the way they will live. When people look at you, older people, people should be able to respect you. Amen. You live such an honorable life. The quality of your life should be in such a manner where people will say, this is a life that is very impressive. Look at their kindness. Look at their graciousness. Look at their love. They, they should be able to see and be able to respect and where even without you commanding the younger, they will want to listen to what you have to say. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes we can make the younger to obey and be submissive by making a lot of noise. Amen. We can, we can say, no, this is how you must behave. This is what you must do. And we can just by making a lot of noise, we can try to... You know, get the younger to obey. But that will not last. But living a reverential life, an honorable life, a life where people will look at us and say, this, this is the way I want to live. This is how, like, I want to behave like them. I want to carry an attitude like them. I want to speak like them. Amen. Hallelujah. A reverential life. Teach older women to be reverent in the way they live. Not to be slanderers. Not to be slandering. Not to be backbiting. Not to be talking ill of others. Not to be carrying tales. Not to be slandering about others in their absence. When all of this has happened, you lose respect. People will not, younger generation will not reverence if we are slanderous. We're always, you know, negative and always critical about everybody and everything. If you're always speaking negative words, you lose respect. You lose your honor. Amen. 
live a reverential life and women not to be slanderous and doesn't mean that it doesn't apply for the men this is the older and the younger there is an order here between the older and younger although he specifically right to the uh, female gender it also applies to men as well there is also responsibility of the men to teach the older men to teach the younger men as well all right so it's not just only to the women although here paul is writing explicitly and the need there to the churches that titus was leading and raising up leaders there was a need and specifically to each of these groups we don't have an issue of women drinking here all right but the point is that they basically live an honorable life now that applies for both men and women basically to every one who is of the older age at least if i can say 30 40 plus you know those who are not the young really young ones those who are you know grown up they can train the younger women they need to be training and not just shouting not just critical not just being abusive not just um exercising authority by just virtue of age you know you can just exercise authority just by virtue of age i am older so you do what i say but those things will not last well, what you ought to be doing is training them teaching helping them to understand helping them to understand the consequences of you know the right choices they need to be making they need to be teaching teaching the younger women how they respect their husbands how they need to take care of their children how they need to be busy in their homes how they need to be you know good wives and good mothers and raising up good children how they need to be parenting how they need to be you know functioning within their marriages how they need to be loving their husbands this is what needs to be trained this is what needs to be taught amen hallelujah and so if the older folks stop you know being critical and start teaching and training that would really build up homes and families and next generation families really well hallelujah amen praise the lord you know in our culture we always jump to a conclusion very quickly we don't have the practice of having conversations we don't sit down and have a conversation and find out what is going on in the other person's mind we don't want to find out what's going on in the other person's life why they do what they do what is going on in their you know uh, w- what has shaped their thoughts what has shaped their perspectives we don't understand all of that without understanding we only shout we only criticize but that's a bad habit of our culture amen we need to learn to sit down and talk and understand the younger generation and we can say this is how my grandfather taught me and so you also do like that your grandfather taught you because you had behaved in a certain way you needed that but what is needed for your next generation is may not be the same thing that what your grandfather taught you amen what their needs are different their minds are different the way they process life is different the way they think is different hallelujah how many of you are getting what i'm saying and so don't blindly say when i was 5 years old when i was 20 years old this is how they told me they told me come home at 5 o'clock 6 o'clock gates are locked and 7 o'clock dinner 8 o'clock lights are off
just don't do what was done to you when you were young maybe it was a wrong model of parenting maybe it was wrong completely you get what i'm saying and so you'll need to figure out how you handle your children how you handle the younger generation you need to learn it every 4 years there is a generation that is coming up previously it was between the father and the son that was one generation they said generation gap between father and son but today it's every four generations four years an 18 year old is is in a different generation than a 14 year old a 25 year old is in a different generation than a 17 year old completely their mindset is different their areas of interests are different and so we will need to really be able to walk with the younger generation through the journey of their life hallelujah the younger generation wants to be very adventurous the younger generation today wants to be very uh, is very uh, is very much exploring things for us you know or probably for many of you who grew up in the uh, 80s or 70s or even before that for you your world was very small what your parents told you you did they said sit down you will sit down you said be in the house they will just be in the house the whole day you will not even open the door and come outside am i making sense but you can't do that now there's a lot of energy there's a lot of life there's a lot of knowledge there's a lot of capacity how do you tap all of that how do you shape all of that how do you put those things to good use how do you make those things very productive and build up their life while even while they're still young i'm seeing looking at all of these guys who are doing a lot of work yesterday you know this whole place was a big mess it all just got transformed just last night and praise god by the way praise god for this new platform and this nice backdrop in this beautiful place amen god has given us hallelujah praise the lord everything was so messy here and we just needed to clear up stuff and move paul and his business out of the way <laughs> and so but you know every one of them all right from 10th standard onwards every one of them were so involved in getting everything set up from electrical stuff from electronics and all kinds of things they were doing there's so much energy there's so much knowledge so much capacity and and for not for everything you have a training or somebody has not uh, gone to a college and done a course on all, all of these things that they're doing but they just look at it what can i do how can i do things how can i fix it how can i get things done and they just get involved and do it and put them to good use hallelujah and they love doing it they enjoy doing it it gives them satisfaction that they have achieved something at the end of the day hallelujah praise the lord and so training teaching how they ought to behave how they ought to speak how they ought to respond how they ought to you know uh, uh have a disposition while they are outside in a public place how they behave how do they do things amen hallelujah so it's important that we help the younger generation to be trained to be equipped to be shaped you have the potential to shape the lives of the younger generation hallelujah 
Praise the Lord. And if you do it well, you will see, uh, you know, you will just realize that you just hit a gold mine. Amen. You will, you will discover that is great wealth within this person. Amen. I've really, you know, discovered the wealth of so many lives in this place. Hallelujah. There, are, there has been so much of untapped potential within each one. While you just sit down and spend time and talk and talk and talk. And sometimes my mother and my wife would say, how long are you sitting and talking? You know, when will you finish and come? It's time for dinner. But the talk goes on and on. But it's in those times of conversations where you actually discover so much about a person and you encourage them. Hallelujah. You build them up. You train them. You teach them. You shape them. You mold them. Hallelujah. And then they will begin to shine like stars for the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's very powerful. And so the older ought to be training the younger and the younger ought to be learning from the older. Hallelujah. That's true submissiveness. Amen. It's not taking a position of inactivity. It's not behaving like a slave. It's not, uh, um, it's not about pretending to be humble. Some pretend humility. You know, you can make out when there's a pretension of humility and sometimes there can be a lot of pride on the inside. And you know what pride will do when you try to teach, when you try to train, when you try to encourage, that will, you'll see resistance. And that sometimes is pride. But on the outside, oh, praise the Lord, pastor. And when they walk also, it will not hurt their feet or the floor also. And you thought that they were the most humble people, but you can't shape them at all. They will resist change. They will say, I will not change. You cannot make me change. That is pride. Hallelujah. If somebody is faithful, if somebody is available, if somebody is submissive, if somebody is teachable, there is humility. Hallelujah. There is mark of humility. If somebody is willing to sit down and listen to you, Amen. But when you talk and not shout, when you talk and not just judge, amen. So can the older start training the younger? Amen. Can the younger begin to learn from the older in submissiveness and be teachable? Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Why not everyone who considers yourself young, look at someone who is older than you and say, I, I want to be teachable or just say teach me just look at someone who's older than you if you consider yourself younger and you find someone older to you look at them and say teach me hallelujah teach me hallelujah praise the lord when you have that heart of being teachable Amen. How not to spill that sambar from that, you know, pan. How not to fry the, you know, fish on the wrong side. Is there a right side or the wrong side? No, I don't know. If you're teachable for all of that, for those of you girls who don't know, um, uh, cooking, uh, there's uh, wrong side, you should not put the fish on. All right. So you need to learn all of these things and learn them from the older. Hallelujah. Amen. And so that is true humility. Coming back to 1 Peter chapter 5. 
Are we learning something this morning? 1 Peter chapter 5 Young men in the same way be submissive to those who are older verse 5 And now the instruction to all of us all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another Amen Hallelujah Yes the younger and older primarily has to have this heart of humility uh, to be learning and to be receiving to be shaped allow the older people to, to shape our lives and mold our lives but at the same time we also each one the older and the younger also be relating with each other in humility hallelujah what is this oh, everyone relating to one another in humility let's also go back to ephesians and look at uh, chapter number 5 and verse 21 ephesians 5 and 21 submit to one another out of reverence for christ there's also mutual submission to each other of course this is also a household text what is popularly called as a household text talking about the family and also the larger family of god called as a household text in this household of god to writing to the church at ephesus paul is writing and he's giving an instruction and saying submit to one another out of reverence for christ because we we respect we because we honor christ because we uh, worship him because we are submitted to him we also submit to one another because everyone is god's creation everyone is god's creation created in the image of god and so we act in humility to one another we are submissive to one another we are willing to learn from one another we are willing to be taught by each other we allow ourselves to be shaped by each other no one can say i know everything and you know nothing nobody has mastered anything in this life we are all in a journey of learning and growth we will keep growing we will keep learning we will, our lives will keep changing amen we don't do what we used to do some 10 years back we don't behave the same way we used to behave some years back amen I haven't been changed haven't our lives been changing yes god has been working in our lives and bringing about good changes in our lives amen he is the one who is transforming our lives and the holy spirit is at work bringing in conviction and bringing in change through the word of god and so constantly we are being transformed by the renewal of our minds and while we relate with one another we also need to be submissive to, to one another and be humble to one another give a listening here to one another some people like to talk never to listen you know they would talk and they will push their idea on everybody else and they will say only my idea is right and what i say is good whatever everybody else says is foolishness that's a bad attitude that's a sign of pride we need to be willing to be humble with one another and submissive and listen to one another Hallelujah. I might say I want blue color here. Somebody else may say red color looks good. Better. Or someone may say white might look even better. Why not? Let's think. Let's hear everybody's thoughts. Amen. And that's humility. But of course there's only probably three things that will actually look good and in its right order. but probably i don't understand it now but my brother did amen and so when he said this is what will go well 
So I was thinking also of different things. And then he said, I said, yes. I think what he's saying is good. Let's go see. And we found the right thing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so we, we bring in the collective wisdom of everybody. We bring in everybody's thoughts, everybody's reflections, everybody's experiences of life. And that's what makes it, makes life very rich. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And remember, God has created each one with an individual personality. Individual likes and dislikes. Amen. And the way each one thinks, the each one responds, it will be different. And we need to be able to accept each other with the differences. Amen. Praise the Lord. And sometimes the moment we find a difference, we begin to become hostile. And that's not how we function as a family of God. That's not how we function as a godly family. Amen. God wants us to be submissive to one another. Be, clothe yourself with humility to one another. <coughs> Sometimes you will have great wisdom even from the younger ones. Amen. They speak with much wisdom. God gives them wisdom. Remember, God gives them wisdom. Don't think that they are dumb because they are young. God gives them great wisdom. God gave wisdom to Daniel and his three friends. Amen. That's not just for passing 12th standard exam. And scoring a centum in SBOA school. That is not written for that. God gave Daniel wisdom to handle crisis. To handle danger and threat for life. He was able to handle the king and the orders of the king with wisdom and tact and there was supernatural revelation as well. You see God, there's a cooperate, there's a partnership between God and man. Man has been entrusted with wisdom and man uses that wisely. There's knowledge, there's capacity. He uses that wisely and God also intervenes and steps in and does things as well. So we need to be uh, harnessing all of these things together, bringing all of these things together. Amen. And so, but it's dangerous while in some families, the older dance to the tunes of the younger. Oh, that's not a bad, that's not a good idea. That's not a biblical idea. Amen. The younger need to be submissive and learning from the older. But that does not mean that the younger don't have any knowledge or any wisdom at all. But nevertheless, it doesn't mean that the older dance to the tunes of the younger. Some, some families, unfortunately, they glorify their children. They put their children on a pedestal. Be careful with doing that. Oh, my son, my daughter will never do anything wrong. They are always right. Be careful about such ideas. Sometimes when they get into our head, that can keep us blind to their faults and that can keep us deaf to the criticism and the complaints that are coming from others. Are you with me this morning? Amen. And many parents have missed out on, and on, and on shaping the lives of the children the right way because they assumed their children would never do any wrong and they are never wrong and nobody should say that they have done anything wrong and because they have held to this very strongly they have missed out on shaping the lives of the children shaping involves correction shaping involves discipline it might even involve punishment amen all right so it's important that we understand that we are older younger submissiveness 
that is true humility teachable being teachable being submissive willing to learn is true humility and secondly we looking at each one also submitting to one another in love in humility out of reverence for christ hallelujah because i revere christ because i glorify him because he is god because he is the lord of my life and his word says that we clothe ourselves in humility towards one another and out of reverence for him out of respect for his word obeying his word i submit myself to be humble to one another amen it's an act of obedience to his word humility is obedience without uh, without true obedience you cannot be humble amen and today's culture says who are you to say what i should do even if i messed up it's my mess you don't mess with me you can't tell anything to anybody and that's the individualistic lifestyle is an unbiblical lifestyle god created us in a community when god made man he said it's not good for man to be alone and so he created him a helpmate a companion a suitable companion and it was god who instituted a family and put us in community and so let's not think of life in a very individualistic sense we also need to be in the decisions we make in the way we live the way we behave in our lifestyle everything we also need to consider that we are in community as a family primary unit of a community which is a family that whatever we do in our lifestyle is primarily going to affect the lives of our family members as well amen and so the moment we begin to process life individualistically it's my life it's my goal it's my future it's what i want for myself it's what i want to do it's what i desire we begin to process life individualistically and everybody has to bow down to me then it won't work there's a godly order where we ought to be living in community having conversations with each other to have conversations we will have to sit together at one place amen be together physically present with each other most often we are not even physically present each one comes in at a different time has their own time to eat at a different times has even different menu for each one i don't like this i don't like that i want this i want that i don't want the food cooked at home i want from swiggy you know what happens is that is perfect disharmony but let's see let's try strive and see with humility that all of us need to converge and come together it's not just the wife who will have to do everything and who will have to you know bring everybody together it's not just one person everybody needs to contribute to say we are all going to make life together we are all going to do life together and we are all going to be humble to one another and submissive to each other and let's all bring all our thoughts all our ideas all our experiences all that we are learning all that we are doing bring it all together and let's function together let's share with one another let's learn from each other let's sharpen each other let the rough edges be taken off from each other's lives you read in proverbs chapter 25 as iron sharpens iron 
so does one to another that's why god planned that we will be together in community otherwise he sh- he could have just left us as individuals created us in such a way where we can just multiply by ourselves and just the world will just keep going without any family why did he and each one is different isn't it men are different women are different um fathers why uh, you know mothers husbands wives each one is different isn't it Oh, I missed that verse somewhere. Ah, oh, 2717, yes. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And so here we are, as we submit in humility to each other, we will be sharpening each other. We will, our thoughts will get clearer. the perspectives of our life will get better the way we ought to respond and react to life and circumstances and the way we ought to handle uh, the world will become better as we learn from one another hallelujah amen and so it's important that we don't assume that somebody in the family is not fine and is not good enough and is useless and has nothing spiritually good or cannot think the right way maybe some of your family members are yet to come to know the christ but that does not mean that they are simply useless and they are foolish and they have nothing and they know nothing and they can do any they can't do any good that's a wrong assumption and sometimes when some people get saved and they get very excited about their salvation and they immediately begin to look down on everybody else who is unsaved oh they are all unbelievers you know they are very worldly they are all uh, you know oh satan lives inside him the moment he comes home it's actually satan walking inside the house you know that's that's a wrong assumption that's where we need humility they may not be at the same level of understanding the way you understand scripture or the way you've been trained in the knowledge and understanding of the word of god maybe the way you've grown in your prayer life maybe they don't have that same experiences but that does not give us a reason not to be humble amen and to dismiss everybody else we can't write off anybody amen hallelujah and so within our family let's learn to cultivate this culture of humility the culture of submitting to one another the culture of being sharpened by one another and everybody needs to converge and come in together because we revere christ for the sake of christ to for the honor of his name because i because i'm a child of god because i need to obey his word and so i submit myself in humility to one another and that does not mean that you do the sinful habits or sinful practices that they practice it does not mean that they 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 shape the uh, uh, an unbiblical world view and they shape you in that way you need to living be living by the world view that is found in scripture the way you think of life the way you do things the way you behave need to come out of scripture and not by the way the world does things if they are worldly so it's important out of reverence for Christ that we clothe ourselves with humility why because god opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble true humility is not just praying and saying lord i humble myself that's easy to say lord i'm so humble lord i'm the only one so humble in this whole place 
There's nobody as humble like me, Lord. You know what is that called? Humble pride. Very humbly pride. You know, I'm very honest. I'm very, very humble. You can't find a very humble person like me. I've humbled myself before every kind of person. To even brag about our humility is pride. Amen. Let's not talk about how submissive we are, or how humble you are, how humble we are, but let's live it out in our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Let people see you and see the light that is in you, see the goodness in you, see the humility in you, see the love in you, see the, you know, grace that is in you and let them declare and say this person is a humble person. Let not our own mouths boast about how good we are. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's move on even further. Verse number 6. Humble yourself therefore under God's mighty hand. All right. So we first talked about humility between the older and the younger. The younger submitting and being teachable by the older and the older having a responsibility of training the younger. And secondly we looked at how we ought to be humble to one another. Whether we are dealing with younger people or older people or peers being humble with one another for some people they can somehow never get along with their peers they always want to be heads above the rest have one heel above the rest you know that's a problem of pride and so they will always want to think and do things differently for the sake of being for the sake of standing out in a crowd those are that's just pride that's simply pride everybody goes on the right side i will not go on the right side i'll go on the left side everybody sits sits in a straight line you know i will sit a little differently always wanting to be the odd man out just to be different i want to show myself different i want to be different that is rebelliousness we can have different capacities ideas we can have different way of functioning different way of, we if we are made that way and god give, has given us unique gifts and for each one he has made us differently and those differences will come out it doesn't mean that we have to be stereotyped like everybody else but the point is if it's out of a rebellious spirit without humility and if we are not teachable there's a lack of humility it's pride wanting to be different for the sake of being different you get what i'm saying and number 3 we're looking at humbling ourselves humility before god humility with the older younger the younger humble with the older humility between each other and thirdly humility humble yourselves under god's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time humble yourself therefore under god's mighty hand that he will lift you up in due time god is the one who lifts us up hallelujah we cannot make success happen for ourselves we can we can do the right things that will bring success we cannot elevate ourselves we can be in a state where god can elevate us everybody today wants to be somebody nobody wants to be a nobody 
God has created with this created us each one of us with this individual um uh, what do you say need for significance we all want to be someone good we want to look good we want to be well spoken of we want to be accepted by others when we walk into a room how good it feels when everybody looks at us and welcomes us right we all have this natural need for significance but that does not mean that we can make ourselves significant it is god who makes us significant hallelujah humble yourselves under the mighty hand of god and he will lift you up in due time again let me say this does not mean that we move into a state of inactivity some people have taken this and said god said just be humble and so just keep quiet don't do anything don't take any action don't try don't strive don't take any effort just keep quiet and sit down and he will lift you up some day no we got to do what we have to do whatever he does prospers you got to give something for god to bless you got to do something where god can use that if we just sit and waste our life and say god will lift me up in due time no he can't he will not do that he is not a god who blesses lazy people amen he blesses people who are active who are dynamic who happen to god's will who will who will align themselves to his will to his purposes who will discover god's plan for their lives who will who will submit themselves to god's leading and god's will for their lives and sometimes we can say maybe this is the best thing that can happen to me and we can move in another direction and say i'm going to make my own decisions i'm going to do what i want i'm going to stand for what i want and we can miss out on the will of god we can miss out on the way that god wants us to take and we and that is also rebelliousness we got to hear the voice of god we got to go by his leading we got to allow the holy spirit to lead our lives when we humble ourselves under god's mighty hand he will lift us up in due time when he lifts us up nobody can put us down when he opens a door nobody can shut it when he gives you an opportunity no one can hinder that last week we talked about how even if we don't have resources god is our source hallelujah he can make he is the one who makes things happen for us even paul when he is writing to the church at corinth he said you know paul planted apollos watered what happened and god gave the increase yes we need to do what we need to do now of course that's not exactly talking about this um, idea but there is a principle there finally who made it grow the issue here is where there was divisions in the church and some were pledging their allegiance to paul some were pledging their allegiance to apollos and in that context he writes but the point is this if you read in first corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6 i planted the seed apollos watered it but god made it to grow the farmer can sow the seed he can till the ground he can water the ground and he can make it ready and he can keep watering it and he can wait for the rains and he can do it in the right season but for the seed to germinate and for it to grow and for a shoot to come out and for a plant to grow and then for it to produce its fruit no man can make that happen amen only god can make that happen 
Hallelujah. We got to do what we have to do and God will do only what God can do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What we cannot do, he will do. But what we have to do, we must do. Amen. And so it's not an inactive place. It's not about just being silent. It's not just about saying, oh, let God lead me. Where he, just keep singing, where he leads me, I will follow. What he gives me, I will swallow. No. That doesn't work. Yes, where he leads, we will follow, we must follow. He is our leader, we must and we will follow. But that does not mean that we will not do anything. That he will just keep dumping things into my mouth. There's an old proverb in English, you know. You can take the horse to the water, but you can't. And so it's important that we humble ourselves. But in humbling ourselves, humility also involves repentance from our past sins. Humility is not just saying I'm humble. Humility is not saying, Lord, you lift me up. You raise me up. If you turn with me to First Chronicles, sorry, Second Chronicles and chapter 7 and verse 14. Second Chronicles 7, 14. Verse 13 and 14. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land or send a plague among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and will heal their land. It says, if my people are called by my name, they humble themselves. What is humility? In what way should they humble themselves? Humility involves some action. Of course, it's an attitude, but also involves an action. It's backed up with an action. And the action is, if they will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Hallelujah. That's true humility. Humility is turning around from the path or the direction we are heading to. Repenting. Turning around and coming back to the ways of God. Coming back to the will of God. Coming back to the purpose of God. Coming back in, with clean heart. When David was confronted by prophet Nathan after he had committed adultery with Bathsheba. He humbled himself before God. And repented. That is true humility. He came in with tears. He came down with sackcloth and ashes. He came, he fasted and he prayed. And turned his life over to God and said, Lord, I'm sorry. And he turned away from that presumptuous sin that he did. Hallelujah. Repentance and turning around, turning back to Christ and living out a new life in Christ is true humility. Where we come to that place and say, I'm no longer living by my own will for my own pleasure. I'm no longer going to feed my sinful nature, but I'm going to turn this over to God and I'm going to live according to the way he expects for me to live. Hallelujah. It's repentance. When we repent, when we turn our life over to God, you are walking in humility. Hallelujah. There's so much more we can talk about humility, but it's important that we understand that we are called to be humble and when we are humble, he will lift us up in due time. Hallelujah. He will lift us up in due time. We need to submit, be submissive to every form of authority God has given to us. The authorities that are under God's authority, 
that is humility it might be your boss it might be the government it might whatever be it first timothy in chapter 2 You see, God has established kings. I urge you then, first of all, that request prayers, intercession and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those who are in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all good godliness and holiness. This is good and it pleases God as Savior. Submitting to authority is submitting to God. Because every authority is under the authority of God and established by God. Kings and rulers and systems government system all these established by god but of course in some places it is uh, it is not fair it is not done the right way in some in some countries in some dictatorial uh, governance systems it is very unfair it is one sided but yet for the sake of christ submit to the governing authorities Hallelujah. Whoever is the authority God has placed over your life. Submit. That's humility. Some people say, "Oh, you know, I am a child of God. Jesus is my king. I don't uh you know submit to this worldly government. My citizenship is in heaven, and so I will not pay taxes on this earth." Even Jesus submitted to the governing authorities. when they asked he said pay your tax and my tax also find the coin and pay it give to god what is god's give to caesar what is due to caesar hallelujah they falsely accused him that he is leading a rebellion that he is telling people not to pay taxes to caesar but jesus himself paid taxes amen And so it's important this is true humility we submit to God's authority by submitting to the authorities that he has placed over our lives maybe our parents it might be a husband even last night i got rebuked by my mother she said you have to obey me you submit to every form of authority that God has given and i did submit amen every form of authority god has placed over our lives we submit and we act in humility and then you will see god lifting you up in due time hallelujah the blessing will follow you you follow god's instructions the blessing of god will follow your life amen today the world is reverse disorder and and craving after thing craving after position craving after elevation craving after power craving after something they want and in turn what is happening is that they're missing out on god's principles and god's teaching the principles of the word of god the instructions of the word of god the teaching of god's word will bring about god's blessing you will shower god's blessing on your life you will have no room to contain it you will have you will receive what you did not even work for amen you will receive honor and credit which is not even due to you <laughs> hallelujah which you didn't even strive for which you didn't even sweat for that will just follow you money and wealth and blessing will follow you but we just live by the instruction and the teaching of the word of god and everything else will follow 
Hallelujah. You don't have to run after them. You run after God's word. You run after God's instructions. You run after God's teachings. And you live by it. And the blessings are just going to follow. Hallelujah. One by one. Amen. Praise the Lord. He will lift you up in due time. Amen. Praise the Lord. You don't have to be worried. You don't have to be anxious. That's what is the next verse all about. And we just read that in closing and, and pray in close. First Peter, come back to First Peter. In chapter number 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. And verse 7. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Hallelujah. You don't have to be anxious. When is this going to happen? When is that going to happen? How is it going to happen? How am I going to make it? How am I going to make things happen for myself? How are we going to make both ends meet? No, you don't have to be anxious about anything. You don't have to be anxious about how people are going to respond. How people are going to take it. How I'm going to push this through. You just rest in God. Hallelujah. You walk in humility. You walk in submissiveness. You humble yourself with repentance and submit to every form of authority that God has placed over your life. And you're going to see the blessing of God released. He will lift you up in due time. Hallelujah. Honor will follow you. You don't have to fight for honor. Oh, nobody is honoring me. Nobody is respecting me. No, honor will follow you. You follow humility, honor will follow you. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says God gives grace to the humble. It's the grace that is upon your life. And people will marvel and wonder, how is this? He looks like not so intelligent, not so you know, bright. She looks not so, you know, very uh, skillful and capable and she looks very simple and ordinary and everything. She looks very soft-spoken and quiet. But how is this all coming to them? How are all these blessings coming to them? Where is it coming from? Who is making it happen for them? Where do they get all the money for all of this? Where do they get all the people to support for all of this? Where do they get all the, you know, things happening like this? How do they get everything going? How could they do all this wedding and everything? People will wonder. There's a grace that is upon your life. Hallelujah. Because of the humility that we have on our lives. Because God loves and gives grace to the humble. Nobody can snatch away that grace. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody can steal away money. Somebody can steal away things. But nobody can steal away the grace of God. Upon a person's life. The devil cannot touch it. The devil cannot steal it. Hallelujah. The proud don't have the grace of God. The evil minded, the wicked and the ones who speak with a vile tongue and twist and turn with their tongues and, and think that they can actually, you know, manipulate others and uh, do things by the instincts and the power of their tongue and they can make things happen for them. They will not prevail. They will not succeed. They will not be able to achieve what they want to achieve. They cannot see things happen for their lives. They cannot make things happen. They will try to make things happen by their own willpower, by their own you know, money power, by their own uh, tongue power. <laughs> but that is just pride. God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Hallelujah. Many people are trying to build their lives by twisting and turning, by lies and distortion, by all kinds of evil and manipulation. And they think that they can succeed. They think that they can make things happen for them. 
they think that they can control everybody but the grace of god is not on their life and when the grace of god is not upon their life they will just lose hallelujah praise the lord but for us who walk in humility according to god's word when we are humble there's a grace that is upon your life that the proud don't see <laughs> the proud will not realize that there is a grace upon your life and they will try to mess up around you mess with you and they will be shocked that there is a grace that is upon their life they will not be able to figure it out they will not be able to understand it they will not be able to reason it they will not be able to explain you <laughs> hallelujah we, what is this whatever i do nothing is working whatever we say nothing is not taking effect whatever we attempt everything is failing because there's a grace on your life hallelujah they plot and plan and scheme and do things but nothing works because there's a grace god gives grace to the humble hallelujah that grace is so precious i don't want to lose that grace hallelujah you don't want to lose that grace that is precious that is invaluable that even a million dollars cannot buy it hallelujah let that grace of god rest upon our lives as we walk in humility with the older and you know submitting to the older and the older training and teaching the younger let's walk in humility as we clothe we are clothed in humility to one another submissive to one another as we function and do life together in community as families and the larger church of god and let's also humble ourselves under the mighty hand of god in repentance and also submitting to every authority that god has placed over our lives when we submit in humility then we will he will lift us up in the right time in due time step by step elevation will follow you promotion will follow you blessings will follow you income will follow you hallelujah hallelujah provision god's provision will follow you amen praise the lord it will follow you brother sister and there is a grace that is upon your life this grace is precious hallelujah don't miss out on the grace of god stay humble even if it's difficult stay humble <laughs> even if there are hard characters around you stay humble it will do good to you in the end of your life at the end of the day you will say it was good that i was humble it blessed my soul it blessed my generations it blessed people around me because i humbly submitted to god and to every authority he placed over my life may god bless you and may god lift you up in new due time amen shall we pray hallelujah thank you jesus thank you lord father we praise you we thank you we honor you lord we honor your presence glory to god glory to jesus hallelujah hallelujah Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Father, we praise you. We thank you, Lord, for giving us the grace to come and meditate upon your word. And we thank you, Lord, for the grace that you gave me to share your word this morning. Lord, we are simply nothing without you, Father. Lord, our lives are meaningless and useless without you. But Lord, because you are here in our lives and because you have come in to stay, and because lord you are the god and the lord and the master of our lives and lord you're the one who instructs us and teaches us in the way we should go lord we are blessed 
Lord, your grace abounds in our lives. And we pray that you will give us a spirit of humility and submissiveness, Lord. Cause us to be teachable and be learning from one another. And Lord, we pray for those who are older among us, Lord, that you will grant us a special grace, Lord, to teach the younger, to train and mold the younger. And to pass on the beliefs and pass on the faith and pass on the way of life and the pass on the Lord, the teachings of scriptures, Lord, from generation to generation to be good examples, to practice them well in our own lives. Give us a grace, Lord, Lord, to practice and to preach and to pass them on, Lord, graciously, O oh Father. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray that for every one of us who are younger in our midst this morning, we pray that you give us a grace to be submissive to those who are older and be humble and learn, Lord, from those who are more mature than us. Those who have matured in Christ, those who are maturing in Christ shall teach us and Lord, we will learn and be imparted, O oh Father. We pray that you give us a culture of humility, Lord. Help us to cult cultivate this culture of humility. And Father, we pray especially, Lord, that you will help us to clothe with one another. Lord, we clothe with humility to one another, Lord. We pray that we will be submitted to one another out of reverence for Christ. And we also pray this morning that we will submit ourselves to God under God's mighty hand. Let your mighty hand be upon our lives. And we don't want to be resisting or rebellious, oh Father. We don't want to be continuing unrepentfully, oh Father. But we want to repent of every sin, Lord. Anything that displeases you, Father. We want to humble ourselves that, Lord, you will have mercy and forgive us. And Lord, bring healing into our lives. That you will be gracious upon us, oh Father. We pray that we will be humble before you. That we will walk humbly before you. That, Lord, your grace will be sufficient to us all the time. And you will cause us to rise up and go from glory to glory. We love you, we worship you, we honor you, we praise you, we adore you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen.